0: Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to discuss their successes, failures, and everything else in between. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Today, we are talking ABM, account-based marketing and account-based sales with Sam Capra. And Sam, uh, Sam has quite an experience and long list of experience in sales. I mean starting back uh you know working with CareerBuilder, working at Salesforce, working currently at Flex Engage as VP of Sales. And you know Sam and I had a conversation about ABM, you know, I've always kind of said I'm I'm more from a marketing perspective and have some sales understanding and I and I do sales, but I'm more of a marketer. And you know even though I'm now a salesperson, but I always come from a marketing background. And so I understand account-based marketing, you know, really as building specialized content to a very specific account or niche of that uh, market and you know he really lays out what it means to have an account-based strategy for sales and how that works with marketing and so really excited about this episode Uh, Sam has a lot of great information he's also the host of Sales Samurai a new podcast that's just launched so check that out as well and enjoy the show. Today we have Sam Capra. He's the host of Sales Samurai podcast and the VP of Sales at Flex Engage. Sam, welcome. Hey, nice to be with you, Alex. Yeah, thanks for joining. So you, uh, I think what piqued my interest to to, to get you on the show here is your experience with account-based marketing and and I'm assuming account-based sales to kind of go along with that. And as a topic uh, that I think a lot of people have heard or something that a lot of people have heard. Not everybody knows what it is or how to do it, and so I yeah. wanted to have you on the show and just kind of talk about some of your strategies, some of your experiences, what you've learned, what you you know, like what you are currently doing for that, and and what advice you have for people.
1: No, that that's fair, and you know, I have to be honest with you. Account based marketing, account based sales, the whole nine yards. It's a little bit of a love hate relationship. Uh, it's one of those type of things that. You know, there's big, big rewards. You do it the right way, but it's it's a pretty big undertaking if you're doing it the right way. So I'm happy to discuss it. I've probably done a lot things, a lot more things wrong than I have right, but I think I've learned through those, uh, and I'm happy to share some feedback uh, along those
0: uh, along those lines. Yeah, certainly. I think you learn more in your failures than you do your successes. So without uh, a doubt. Uh, so maybe start with. Like, no. what is your definition? How would you describe ABM? Yeah, you know, it's funny because
1: this conversation stemmed from a few weeks back, and I was talking to a buddy of mine, maybe even been on a podcast, and he really boiled it down the best I've heard. He said it's no different than the targeted account list that we've been calling on for the last forty years. You know, way back when, when I very first started in sales, and God, that seemed like that was forever ago—twenty years ago. You know, my boss came to me and said, hey, pick your top 10 accounts. Those are the ones you're going to get deep. You're going to get wide in. You're going to learn everybody. You're going to org chart it. You're going to call into everyone's EA. You're going to learn as much as you possibly can. And that's how we did it, right? And then all of a sudden that kind of morphed and I'm I'm boiling it down pretty far. It kind of morphed into this whole ABM. And I think what morphed it is technology cuz that's not scalable. Like I can't do like that's not scalable. Technology has allowed it to get scalable, which has now formed what we like to call ABM, account-based marketing sales, whatever you want to say. Yeah. So that's how I define it in today's day and age. Essentially targeted list with a layer of technology.
0: That's interesting cuz I, you know, uh sales, you know, through the through the evolution of sales, you know, it was uh Here's your 10 accounts. Go get them. You know, here's your 30 accounts. Go get them. And as we've, as technology has gone up, it kind of shifted to, oh, now we know the 30,000 targets you can go after. So go hit all of them. And now we're kind of like coming back and saying, here's your 50 (laughs) to 100.
1: (laughs) Now go get them.
0: That's a good catch, man.
1: It's kind of like the cell phones. We went. Big to small, back to big, and I think yeah, we're going yeah. back to small. I don't know where we're going, but that's what sales did, right? We got this finite, then technology mm-hmm. allowed us to go after 30,000, and then we've kind of wheeled it back. And I and I still believe, and as we we're having this discussion, I think that needs to be wheeled back even further, especially for enterprise-level account executives. The ones that are calling, I'm just picking a Walmart as an example, that have hundreds of thousands of employees, probably 15,000 leaders whatever the case might be like that account like those type of accounts you really can't have more than 4 or 5 maybe 6 at most because you just can't do the due diligence
0: yeah in doing it so just my thought process around it from a sales perspective you mean like from yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, like a, uh, I mean like a uh like a Walmart yeah that it's a, so it's buy. interesting that you kind of in your experience is abm is it more effective for enterprise than than like a SaaS or a one-time, you know, even if yeah. it's a large purchase, but like a one-time purchase? Yeah,
1: I would say it is it is definitely for the more complex sale, whether that be enterprise, SaaS, if you're selling where you have multiple buyers across multiple departments, selling a pretty complex solution that has to get a lot of buy-in from a lot of various people. Yeah. AB, you you need to be doing ABM. It's just no way of skinning that cat unless you do that. If you're talking to a very transactional five thousand dollar sale, you're clipping off you know every day two three sales. Probably it's. And I don't want to say that's not strategic. That's different type of sale. But I don't think account based marketing is needed, and you're probably not going to get the bang for the buck on what you're going to have to do to get set up for ABM.
0: Yeah, so it's less it's less of what you sell and more of. The complexity, the complexity, the complexity, and that can be defined yeah. as complex of how many buyers, complexity yeah. of how difficult it is to implement your product or service, yeah. longer sales cycles, I'm assuming. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because, yeah. you know, as a as an inbound agency, we, you know, when the ABM cra- craze hit, you know, two years ago, a year ago, I was like, oh yeah, you know, HubSpot released ABM tools. Like, yeah, I should get an ABM. And I kind of got into it and I was like, what. There are literally thousands of technology and software companies that are my target, and mm-hmm. I felt like narrowing down on fifty big fish wasn't necessarily yep. my most effective strategy. Yep. And maybe I was wrong. I definitely could have been wrong. I'm by by no means experts, but it's interesting because I don't know if our service is that complex.
1: Right. You know, I, I think it it comes down to the complexity. Like if you're just. If you're trying to go through this analysis to say, is ABM for me? Is it not for me? Right? I think one of the criteria is how complex is my solution B is really, what am I willing to put into it? Cause there is a lot of due diligence, right? I mean, one yeah. of the very first things you got to do is you got to develop your ICP, your ideal client mm-hmm. profile. I like to call it your IAP, your ideal account profile first, and then start to drill All right. into the list. All right. So it, there's a lot of work that needs to go into oh, yeah. that. And that's an ongoing deal. So do I have the time? Do I have the resources? Do I have the the financial backing? Like, cause then technology, as we talked about, that's what's allowed people to scale it. Do I have the do I understand the requirements of the technology I need? Do I have the budget for the technology I need? Because if you just kind of dabble your toe into ABM, then you're really not doing ABM. You're just doing targeted lists just in yeah. a very different way, right? Yeah. Well, I think those things you have to weigh going into it is do I have the time, the resources, the budget, I'm kind of tied to resources. And then what, in the, what is the product I'm actually selling? If you start saying my product is really transactional, I'm selling 5, 10, 15, 20 deals a week, a month. Okay. And I'm typically signed to one, I'm selling to one, two buyers. It's not contractual, no obligation. You you can lean the other direction, in my opinion. Other people may disagree with that, but that would be my opinion.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, like there's two things I want to ask you. I'm trying to figure yeah. out which one which one I should ask you first. Yeah. What makes it like a specific ABM account like strategy? If yeah. you know your ICP, you know. Let's say you also know your your uh, account, your ACA. Right. Uh, or yeah. ICA. Well, too many, too many yeah. acronyms getting in. Here. Like, let's say you know acronyms. both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I know both of those, but I right. don't consider myself doing ABM. I, I am targeting people and companies. Yeah. But like, what makes it ABM then?
1: Yeah, I think there's got to be layers. So when I'm going through this process, so where I start typically is I start on my market. So what is the TAM, the SAM, and the SOM, right? So what's my available market? What's my serviceable market? And what's my truly my obtainable market? And I think as you're doing that, that starts to whittle that down, right? You may, some people will say, I'm just going to go after the biggest accounts. That's easy. That's my ABM. I'm done. I'm going to the biggest ARR. Yeah. But that may not be the best course of action. I mean, right. you may say, hey, for us, hey, I'm going after every retailer. So that could be, that's one layer. And I can say, I'm only going after the big dogs, but I also know we've had more success in a very specific niche where it's been apparel and accessories in a very specific store count between 250 and five. So if I add just those two layers, now I can yeah. say, how does that align with the rest of the market? And that becomes a much more finite list that I can start to go after. And then the more you can layer, how many how many products can I penetrate? Do they have an online e-commerce versus a brick and mortar? If they only have one or the other, I can't penetrate more than one type of product. Like all that stuff should go into it where you're just kind of boiling down the ocean, Alex. Right.
0: And yeah. and what about, so what are some of the tactics you employ? So you've, you've narrowed down. Your list, you've narrowed down. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've got your twenty to thirty accounts you're going to target. Like, what yep. what do you as a let's say as a uh, I don't know A E or SDR or mm-hmm. whoever's doing the prospecting into that. And maybe it is it's somebody higher. But yep. what 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 tactics are you employing to call this like an ABM?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think there's there, there's there's kind of there, there's really three. So there's really three things that I kind of look at. And then there's one other one that kind of is just to reinforce. But all three of these, so just keep this in mind, are powered by technology. A, do I have the right data? Like, do I, can I get Alex's contact info? Mm-hmm. I can't reach out to Alex if I don't know his email, his phone number, all that fun stuff. So do I have a source for like a Zoom info, a lead IQ, a seamless AI? Uh, maybe trigger events. How do I understand what's happening with the organization from a triggered event, a new hire, a new promotion? Those things are instrumental when you're looking at an ABM strategy. So those are a couple tactics. And then obviously from a communication standpoint, once again, technology driving it, do I have a system like an outreach, a HubSpot, a sales loft that allows me to do that at scale where I have my to-dos of here's my 30 emails, here's my LinkedIn, here's my phone call. That's the underlying engine, if you will, that allows you to start saying, "Okay, here's how I'm going to approach talking to Alex, and here's how I'm going to do that at scale." And then, of
0: course, there's your metrics
1: behind it. How's yeah. it performing? A/B testing, all that fun stuff.
0: And how does because um, I've I've attended some webinars, yep. uh, you know, like trying to trying to dig into like an ABM strategy from a marketer's perspective. Yeah, so a lot of like what you've been talking about is like from a sales perspective, but oftentimes. Yep. You know those are those are similar but different yep. and so they always talk about, okay, you know your ten accounts, or let's just say you know Walmart
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: fifty people you can buy- you can get buy in from Walmart yep. uh creating landing pages that say Walmart, this is how we solve your problem uh right. you know this is x y z your problem Walmart this is how we fix it right. Walmart you know by us and yep. and running targeted ads to those specific those fifty people getting them to your landing page with like an offer that says mm-hmm. uh this is how we help target solve this Walmart you should yeah. also do it you know very right. specific is that something that you're involved in is that something that you work with marketing teams to to execute like how can it be an ABM strategy with or without those elements or I don't think it can I, okay like,
1: so you know those are elements we're moving into those are elements that you've got to be doing the, the, that is true ABM so I think you bring up a good point that there's sales, there's things sales needs to do. They they need to do X, Y, and Z. But then you also need marketing heavily, heavily involved. And people may call it content rich, you know, information like you said, micro, you know, landing pages, micro sites, whatever they're called nowadays, specific to that brand, and then actually going out and targeting specific personas with very rich PPC, whether it's on LinkedIn or Google, that's gonna drive people to those. Sales can't do that, right? I mean, sales is, I look at sales and marketing, I look at the functionality of marketing in that context as really the air cover. We're trying to do the the blocking and tackling. We're trying to get in deep and wide. While we're doing that, we need to know, oh, that email I sent, someone actually landed on our site, downloaded a white paper. That needs to get back. That, that's the circle, right? Now that educates both teams. All, oh, that's working. Great. The downloads are working. Boom. Oh, that's working for us because it's yeah. driving leads. Now
0: let's just keep that going. So I think that's yeah. where the synergies happen, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, Because because I, I feel like uh, I'm a marketer turned sales person. Gosh. So I always think of things from a marketing perspective versus yeah. a sales perspective. And so maybe the what I was reading to try to identify how to yeah. use was the marketing side of things. Knowing, knowing sales, like a lot of what you described from an account base, I feel like I'm doing maybe not as drilled down that says like this week yeah. I'm working on these sets of companies you know i don't yep. necessarily think of it that way uh but in reality I, I guess i i guess i could you know i guess i could think yeah. of it that way but from hey. the, like the marketing perspective i think like those two things together is what i've been struggling with how to how those yeah. work together to form like one abm strategy yeah
1: and it, it, it's not easy. i mean i'll be the very first one to say yeah. it it's actually got to be a well oil, oil machine but it's not always because you know you run the risk because you know, anytime you bring two departments together there's there's obviously resource constraints, right? That's a lot of content for a marketing team. And I know you guys do yeah. this for specific to ABM, but like, think about that. If we have 60 targeted accounts between two reps at our company, <laughs> creating microsites, landing pages, yeah. content, like that, that is a lot. Like that's a lot. Yeah. To, and then we're swapping things out. Well, we've sold that account. Now we're moving this one in. So let's yeah. just take that all down. Let's replace yeah. it. Like there's yeah. a lot of moving parts that if you're not aligned or you're not willing to invest in certain things to do
0: it. Yeah.
1: It just doesn't go anywhere fast. Yeah. At least.
0: that's a good point. So it, if you don't invest in the right tools, right. it's a lot of man hours, people hours and resources. If you invest in the right tools, like in HubSpot, if you upload yep. a list of a thousand people and you know all of those companies, you can use smart content to build one page, switch out Walmart to Target, Target to CVS, whatever your targets are, if you know it. If you don't know it, right. it's going to say like business challenges or something generic. Right, um, right. So, there are, but, but then again, like that, that's resources. Do you right. have the resources to pay for the tools and resources for someone to know how to do all that? You know what it comes down to, Alex? At the end of the day, you're going to pay one way or the other. You're either going to pay for the
1: right solution that minimizes yeah. man hours. Are you going to pay in man? Like if you really yeah. just boil it down,
0: you're going to pay. Just how do you want to pay, right? What's the best return on your investment? That's a good point. So, what size? Uh, what size organizations should think about ABM, or is it more like what size sales, like sales marketing teams? Yeah, you know, it's a good question.
1: It's a fair question. I don't think there's any tried and true to say, hey, you're too small, you're too big. Um, I, I do think it's more of a challenge for startups or younger. They're just, they're just trying to build their own processes. Like, and then adding ABM is is a challenge unto itself. Um, I I think if you've got a a full-fledged sales process, you've got a full-fledged marketing team, a content person, a lead gen, demand gen, whoever it might be, you have some people on the marketing team that can have some bandwidth. You have a sales team that's somewhat not necessarily tenured, but you have a lot of the blocking and tackling in place you've already done your due diligence on the technology stack that you need to get this off of the ground. And yeah. then it just becomes a matter of project planning. How do we get this out of the gate? So I've seen operations as, you know, we're not a big operation. I, mean, I have two sales reps and myself yeah. and we have two person marketing team. Like that's not a yeah. big operation at all. Yeah. And then I've seen operations that have hundreds, I think, what is it? Salesforce, I think they're at 2,984 just SDRs and then you do ABM. So <laughs>
0: I don't know if there's a cap or or a bottom to that. So, okay, actually this you, you okay, let's use your let's use Flex Engage as an example. Yeah. So you said you have two sales reps, two marketers. Yeah. I'm assuming are you guys are you guys implementing some form of ABM? Yeah. So what it like how what is the scale of yours? So are you targeting yeah. like what's like the total accounts you're targeting in a given month or quarter?
1: Yeah. So we 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 go by So we're targeting 60 accounts. So between the two reps, 30 and 30. So they have 30 accounts that they're going after. And we did that whole exercise around what accounts are collecting, why, and they've gotten to their top 30. And so now from there, we started to layer in, okay, what technology do do we need to find to identify the right buyers, the data, right? The lead Mm -hmm. IQ, seamless, you name it. And then we layer in outreach to help us manage our outbound to them. And then we layer in like postal IO to do, offline incentives, you know, Hey, let's send them a box of chocolates. They got a new promotion, all that coming together while our marketing team, the two person operation is really trying to build the content and get sophisticated around those two areas. So yeah, that's how we're managing it.
0: That's okay. So that's good. That's a good metric. So do you think like 30 accounts is, 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 you know, we, we kind of think of it in our, in our team, um, how many accounts can one of our is employees enough? work on at a time? Like, like just doing our marketing services, and we've kind yeah. of like identified that like five, five yeah. is like the sweet spot. We can push them to six or seven, yeah. but like five is like when it's like a, a good spot. So, do you think it's yeah. like 30, 30 accounts is good for like per sales rep?
1: I, I I don't I don't know. So let me kind of give yeah. you the thought process behind it. So, you know, is 30 too much? I just got through saying it's five. You know, earlier on, I said five yeah. to six is probably too much. So I'm going against what I've already said. <laughs> but the, the thought process was as you're launching an ABM, the last thing I want to have happen is they don't have enough to work on. Because yeah. what happens if three or four of them, you know, the timing isn't right. There's no budget. Or, then who are they working on? So there, there's got to be a little bit of ebb and flow. Um, I think that has to go with it. And I think you need time to trial and error things. Like, what is your copy say? What is your communication? What's your open rates? What's your conversion rates? What's your meeting rates? All that. And then say, wow, based on all that, we can't do 30. We only can do 10. Or maybe 30 is not enough. We actually need to be yeah. at 60 because we're just not getting enough meetings from it. Yeah. So I think yeah. the data needs to, I think that's the metrics I was talking about earlier. One of my bullets is being... What are the KPIs, what are the success criteria? That's how you ultimately say, is this working, is it not? Where do we need to make some reiterations at?
0: That's great, Uh, yeah. I mean, everything in sales, it's like uh, if you're closing deals, (laughs) if you're closing deals, the metrics say how great you're doing. If you're not closing deals, the metrics tell you what's going wrong. And then you, like I was talking about this with somebody else and they're like, uh, if you're closing deals, do you care what your open rates are? Right. Do you yeah, care no. what your reply rates are? No. no. But if you're not closing deals, you care all of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh, I got to get my 38 percent open rate up to 45, and then we'll, you know, then we'll see what's going on. Well, you
1: know what I've always loved, and this is a little bit going off, is in sales, and it's really counterproductive when you think about it. Because <laughs> you're right. When things are going well, you're cool, right? But when things are not going well. It's funny where you decide to, you actually get more in the weeds on and analyzing reports and dashboards. And it's like, you should actually get furthering, actually go create more sales, like go talk to more. Like it's yeah. really anti-productive what you yeah. ultimately do. But
0: yeah. anyway, I still do it. So it's, yeah, I'd, I have I'd. When I have slow months, I'm like, ah, oh, what changed? What factors are right. going on? Exactly. Did my did weeds, my bro. bounces higher? <laughs> Is it the data? Like everything. Yeah. But when yeah. things, you know, June, May, and June, great months. I haven't. I didn't look at data. <laughs> right. I mean, of yeah, course I did. Of course I did. But you know, not as much. Right. Well, you know what? This has been a fantastic question. So talk to me about, you know, tell everybody about your podcast and how they can learn more, you know, about, about what you do.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. We just launched actually our first two episodes dropped today. So we're, we're actually working through some, some kinks on our website, but they are live now. Uh, We've got about 15, 20 interviews already lined up and and moving some really cool guests that I think is really going to bring a lot of value to our listeners. And to be honest with you, Alex, I mean, I'm not incentivized. I'm not trying to peddle anything doing this. It's just... (laughs) I love what I do. I love to talk about it. I love to learn from other people. I gotta yeah. be honest, I probably learn a lot more than they ever learned from me, just hearing them and bouncing off ideas. And hopefully people listening is learning some good tactics and techniques as well. Yeah. But you can find me at salessamurai.io. Connect with me on LinkedIn as well. I'm always open to connecting. Awesome. Well, Sam, yep. thank you so much for joining. My pleasure. Thanks.
0: Well that was my interview with Sam Capra from Flex Engage and host of the Sales Samurai podcast. ABM can be a very effective strategy, but I think it's I don't think it's wor- I don't think it's for everybody, but I do think it's for a lot of people. And Sam really laid out a lot of information of how to get started, things to consider, technology, the process, you know, and what goes into it. Tune in next week for the helpful hot take with Sam, where we kind of go through, you know, his advice and strategies to start an ABM strategy at your business from a sales and from a marketing perspective. So be sure to tune in and subscribe when you can. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast hosted by me, Alex Mead. The B2B Growth Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates a video-first content approach to attract the right customer and deliver the message at the right time. Find out more at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.